Welcome to Fit for Duty, Fit for Life. My name is Coach JC, and I am your coach. Each week, we bring you an inspiring winning story, an empowering, motivating winning word so that you can be your best and win more in life. Thank you for joining us today, and now it's time for you to be fit for duty and fit for life. All right, guys, what's going on? This is Coach JC, and you are listening to the Fit for Duty, Fit for Life podcast. I and mean, I'm super excited that you are tuning in today. Uh, this is the home of FFRonline.tv, serving those that serve us. The chances are, if you're listening today, that you are the finest and the bravest, the baddest and the toughest. And today, I do have a guest in studio with me, and we're going to get to him in just a moment. But if you are a frequent listener of this podcast, you know how we roll. We kick every podcast podcast off with what we call at FFRonline.tv our winning confession. Just like you train your body, you can train your mind. And today, we're going to talk about overcoming obstacles and challenges in life and why your mindset is powerful, just like the actions you might take. So if you're a frequent listener, you know our winning confession. If it is your first time tuning in, then I'm just going to ask that you repeat after me. Here's Here we go. Today is my day. No one will get in my way of me being the best version of me. I am here on purpose. I have a purpose. I am strong. I am passionate. I am powerful. I am unstoppable. I am a winner. I am fearless. I choose faith. And last but not least, I am fit for duty. I am fit for life. Yes, you are. And once again, we welcome you to the Fit for Duty, Fit for Life podcast. I cannot take the suspense any longer. I am here in studio. I'm staring at one of the best looking men for radio I've ever seen. He is great looking for the radio. Man, I got a guy sitting next to me that's one of my heroes, one of your heroes, a champion, a winner, an overcomer. Man, today we're going to dive into his story, what he's about, what he stands for, and uh, how he overcame some obstacles to win in life. I'm sitting next to a champion right here. If you know what we do at FFRonline.tv, we like, to, we like to run challenges. And he was a runner-up in our 2016-17 truck challenge. He was number three. Arguably could have been number one or two. He's trying to fight me right now. He uh, should have been driving that truck. But he took his body fat down to 3%, made an unbelievable life transformation. If you don't believe me, get over to the website, fitfirstresponders.org or FFRonline.tv, and you can see his before and after. But I am I'm joined by the chief himself, my main man out of Sepulpa, Oklahoma, Mr. Kyle Zigafoos. What's going on, my man? How you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm doing great. I'm having a hard time focusing, not because of your beautiful, sexy, bald head, but I'm looking over your shoulder, and you have a sidekick in the house with you in studio. Who, who's in house with us joining us today? I've got my beautiful wife, Christy, with me today. She's a school teacher. Christy, what's up, baby? All day. She's over here waving, and I, I, I'm 
super excited she's here because I heard your story. I know she was by your side the entire time. Talk to me really quick. You guys just have an anniversary. Uh, that, that, did it pass, your anniversary, just recently? Yes, sir. We celebrated 32 years, uh, May 24th. May 24th, 32 years strong. Yes, sir. And there's cats listening right now. Couldn't get through three years, two years, two months. They're still trying to figure out which way the toothpaste goes, the toilet paper roll, and all that stuff. You guys got 32 years under the belt. What's the secret, my man? Uh, putting the toilet seat down. <laughs> She's laughing over here. Man, we're super excited that you joined us today, man. And, you know, I want to talk to you today a little about overcoming obstacles and challenges. But before we do go there, I always like to give you a chance to introduce yourself to the audience. Obviously, this is your brothers and your sisters listening, the red, the blue, the medics, the imps, the firefighters, the medics, the heroes of our nation. And I just want you to tell everybody, man, who you are, what you stand for, what you're about, basically how you arrived at where you are today as a firefighter and a battalion chief at Sepulpa Fire in Oklahoma. Talk to us. Who's Kyle Zigafoos, my man? Well, I'm a battalion chief at Sepulpa Fire Department. I've been there for 22 years. Uh, just celebrated my anniversary there as well. Uh, I, I love being a firefighter. I didn't know I wanted to be one until I became one, though, but uh, I love it. It's a great job. I do miss being on the truck, uh, and that's part of the reason why FFR was so important to me is because I was missing out on basically the physical aspect of the position, of the firefighter position. I went from physical work to mental work, and I was, I wasn't, I didn't have a, a loaded chamber when it comes to the, phys, the mental work, I'm telling you. Uh, but uh, I, I enjoyed what I was doing, and I still wanted to be around it. But at the same time, I was having some mental issues as far as health, because of health issues. And uh, FFR just seemed to be the, the right fit for me. Uh, when I started, when some coach by the name of JC with the wildest looking hair I've ever seen in my Come life on, baby. came and talked to us and explained us what it's about, I figured, well, this is it. This is, this is my calling right here. Well, let me say something really quick because uh, not about the wild coach, but I think it's really cool. And sometimes we forget. I look at you and how you arrived at FFR and FFRonline.tv. And I think sometimes people forget that you win in life to help others win. And I'll never forget the day. Sepulpa is a smaller community in the outskirt of Tulsa metro area. You know, not the largest city, you know, and we're out there visiting stations and departments. But I'll never forget in our 2015 class, 1501, a guy, Terry Sividon, came to me and said, man, I have friends. I know the chief over at this small town, Sepulpa, JC. I said, I'm from Jersey. I never heard of Sepulpa. What goes on there? <laughs> he said, they tip cows and stuff like that. But I promise you there's a fire station and there's good men, you know, on the streets and he said man will you come with me and if I introduce you and I said absolutely and that's how we came out to your station and and I just want to challenge you listening right now because sometimes we produce wins in our lives and victories in our lives and we keep it to ourselves and we forget that you live to give and I live I'm just I want to celebrate Sividon right now Terry Sividon a captain big time player at Tulsa Fire and sometimes you got to understand that the law of reciprocity says you live to give and if you give enough you'll eventually receive what you want to reap in life. And if it wasn't for him, you wouldn't be sitting here today. And I'm sitting across from you and we're gonna talk about overcoming the mental obstacles and the, the limiting factors that you dealt with. But before we do go there, I wanna say, man, you're probably one of the hardest workers I've ever met. How old are you, Zig? 48. 48, I call him Z. This is my daddy. We call him daddy because he's 48 at, oh, out at headquarters and he's running circles around the young bucks. I challenge anybody out there right now, man, this guy would outwork you all day long. And 48 years old, going strong, placed third in our challenge, top three, arguably could have won it, took it home. But I say that to say this, 
you know, uh, you, when I first met you, you guys were telling me that you like go up on a ladder during a circus or convention. What do you guys do at like a carnival in Sepulpe? And this guy goes up the ladder of the fire engine. I don't know how tall it is. And then like you do a flip or like stand on your hands. What do you do? That's crazy. Yeah, I do a, uh, it's, actually I do both. I do a flip over the top of it or I can do a handstand on top of it. It's called the preacher raise. It's a 30 foot ladder. Uh, they used to do it years ago uh, in churches uh, to change light bulbs in, in churches because there's no way to get a uh, ladder in there so that the fireman would come out and do that. So your wife's over here smiling. Is he crazy or is it a cool event? Um, a little bit crazy. <laughs> cool she said it's a cool event, but he's a little crazy. Zig, I, I, you were never diagnosed crazy just by your wife? Yeah, just by my wife. My wife, too. Yeah, she, Sometimes she that's the greatest that. diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so let's dive right in, man. If you're listening today, man, you might be listening saying, yo, Coach JC, I tuned in. I don't even know why I'm here right now, but I'm listening to you and Coach JC and Z over here, my daddy. Chief Zigafoos out of Sepulpa Fire. And you might be going through something right now. And, and it, this might be the divine appointment of you tuning in to this podcast. Just like that moment when I walked in a Sepulpa Fire Station and had the opportunity and privilege to speak to those firefighters. And Zigafoos made that decision, that one choice to come out to our headquarters here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So Zigafoos, I want to start there, man. What that day for you was a decision factor. There's guys and every single day you're presented with opportunities in life. What that day for you was going in deep down inside going on that you said, man, I got to I gotta come out and try this thing that they talk about. Well, I, anybody that's been on serv- in the service uh, in any capacity, police, fire, medical, military, uh, and they spend any amount of time in there, their uh, mind gets tired. Uh, you see you see stuff in your career that nobody has to see or should have to see, but you deal with it on a daily basis, and you start, start those adding those years together, and it starts weighing your mind down, and your compassion starts wavering. Uh, you, you no longer feel like you're, you're there for people. You're just there to exist. And that was kind of where I was at uh, when you guys came to talk to us at FF, uh, from FFR at our station. Uh, I did, you know, it was always preached at FFR when I first started going that you had to have a why to work out there. And I, and I was searching. I was searching for my why. I was, I was searching for my reason. I was searching for why I still wanted to remain a firefighter, and I, and I didn't know. Uh, but once I started at FFR, once they came and talked to me, it was, it was, I don't know what you could call it a spiritual feeling or what, but it felt like I needed to be there. Uh, it was just a calling for me to go. And uh, there's a, a fellow firefighter with me who was, who's going through similar things that I'm going through. And we, we both made the commitment, we're going to go. And so we grabbed, you know, 15 of our buds and went. <laughs> May you say that like it's no small task. This cat showed up to FFR headquarters with 15 of his teammates. I don't know about you. That's leadership. I don't know if you made him, you forced him, you you threatened him, or you just motivated him. Yes. But what was it? All of them. All of the above. A, B, C, and D. The ones that couldn't motivate it, I threatened. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what, man. This guy's kind of intimidating, though. He has like, are you wearing a medium shirt? Is that small? Coach JC size or what? Oh, yeah. I, I, I asked your wife to let me borrow it. <laughs> 
hey, so you're borrowing my wife's clothes and I'm borrowing my daughter's clothes. It's a joke around the headquarters, man, if they can get their shirt as tight as mine. But I'm staring at this guy right now. He has, he has huge biceps. His veins are popping out. He's got his Fit for Duty, Fit for Life reminder band on. That's basically, it starts red. His is about orange. It looks like it's been in the sun for three years, faded. And it's just a constant reminder to be Fit for Duty and Fit for Life. And I want to take a step back. You said something that's absolutely powerful, Z. You said, man, I, I, was, I was trying to discover my why. You know, and I just uh, put a quote up on my Instagram this past week that said, you know, people make decisions and choices every day and they have no idea or reason why they make the decision or choices or they're swayed by something their spouse wanted, something a friend wanted. And they, make, they just go through life. And I made a post, and this is what it said. I got a ton of comments because I think it hit home. It said, destiny, your destiny should determine your choices. And I want you to think about that for a second. Your destiny, your purpose, your why you do what you do should be the motivating factor uh, behind the choices and decisions you make every single day. Think about that. And we can reverse it and say, your decisions, your choices should be driven by your purpose and your destiny. How many first responders, Z, that have come through our program that you've witnessed that walk in and they're just doing life? They have no idea what their why is, their driver, their juice. So I want you to dive in real quick because I kind of remember when it clicked for you. And I remember when you went from showing up at the facility to showing up on purpose, showing up on fire, showing up intently and intentionally. And I mean, you showed up with your head on a swivel, not only for you to win, but others to win. And he, I, I joked around and said, I, I feel like Z's like a coach sometimes. <laughs> like he comes in here, he's a master motivator. But when did that click when you were at FFR? I don't know if you remember the week, the in situation. And what is your why, Z? I remember exactly uh, when it happened. It was about eight weeks into it. I was uh, working out, and we was talking, you know, we how we break it out. After the uh, uh, workout's over, we pray it out, break it out. And uh, we was just sitting around talking with some of the coaches after it was over. And uh, and then my wife just, it got, God gave it to me. That's all there is to it. There was no other reason for this to pop into my mind like it did. And, I'm, and it, was, it was all about a matter of, of uh, my mindset. I've spent 20 years serving the public. And I was finding myself, uh, I don't know how else you could say it, but not caring. Uh, my focus wasn't so much on, on helping the people uh, as much as it was, oh great, here's another medical. You know, oh great, you know, let's go, you know, fight a fire, you know, that it, it was not, the drive wasn't there anymore. So when I became battalion chief, which is right at the same time that I started going to FFR, uh, it clicked for me that um, I, my, my focus was all wrong. I have uh, the best guys in the country working on my crew, and I have every faith in the world in them. So my why was no longer uh, to be a firefighter for the public, but to be a chief for my employees and to be the best one that I could be and, and as far as leadership and being a good role model and a good example. And it clicked for me when I was going to FFR and they brought that knowledge to me and, and gifted it up and handed it to me. And, and I'm trying my best every day to live for that. 
Wow, man, that, that's powerful. Z, I appreciate you sharing that. And, you know, uh, you, I want you to confirm this, but how many first responders, obviously you don't know a number, but how many first responders do you feel deal with exactly what you're dealing with? I mean, basically you get at Academy, you have this fire, man, you have this drive to serve the city and then something happens, you know, through the job, through life. And you kind of just, not just as a first responder, everybody goes through this, but there's so many first responders just kind of existing right now. Right? What yes, do you sir. want to say to those first responders that might have been in the same situation right now that you were, where they're trying to find that fire again and they need that to be lit, man? What would you tell them, Z? Uh, you know, I tell you, FFR um, was the best thing to ever happen to me. I, I, I cannot talk about it enough. And you Hold can... on, let him, let me let him pause real quick. He meant to say second best thing besides that beautiful lady sitting behind him. So I corrected him. He just didn't know if we could edit that. So I, I want to edit it right here live. So repeat that. Well, what let, you say? I don't want to re, let me rephrase it. It was the best thing that happened to my career. <laughs> the second best thing that happened to my life. Oh, dang. Come on, Grandpa. Uh, talk to us. Uh, you know, People, I see these young guys come in today all fired up for the job, and, and the last thing you want to do is stifle that flare. You know, you don't want to, to stop the drive. But as you go through your career and you, you, you see things, and, and these things that you see start weighing heavy on you, each one is a little heavier than the next one, and then the next one. So I don't have a number, but by the time you're halfway through 10 years into a career, you, the the drive is starting to the, the light is starting to die down, uh, and I would say that would happen to. Uh, it's a high percentage. I'd say ninety percent of the people. There's some people that don't bother, or say they don't bother. I'm going to call BS on that. But yeah, I I I think those that are true with themselves and true to themselves and true to the people they work with, they would figure this out quicker you know, sooner rather than later and make the change and make the mental adjustment to fix it. And it can be fixed. Well, and you said you said some amazing things in there. I think the the, the first thing, you're joking about your wife being the best thing, greatest thing ever to happen to you. But one of the things that motivates me is, you know, and I've watched, I'm a very, I was told at a young age, if you want to really help people become an observer of people, understand human nature, watch people and what they do and how they act and body language and vocal tone. And I studied that stuff because I really wanted to help people. And one of the things I, from watching you and observing you, Zig, not only your work ethic, but I feel like you do a really good job of putting yourself around the right people in the right environment when you know it's needed. And that's what FFR was. A lot of guys at that point, you know, uh, because of their pride, they might have heard something at that squad meeting, that shift meeting when I spoke, but they may have not taken action because we all have pride. You know, so I think putting yourself in the right environment and then around the right people, one of the things I, I witnessed with you is, you know, you, you showed up for pictures when we shot the, the pictures, the before and afters. You showed up at the pre and post measurements. You showed up to do your before testimony, your after testimony. You show up at this podcast. And who's with you all the time? Oh, my wife is always there. I admire that like crazy. <laughs> now, so I'm not going to ask you the same question I asked you when you had 17 guys come with you. Did you threaten them? Did you make them? Did you <laughs> motivate them? Because I know she's willingly wanting to be here. Yeah. But that motivates me, inspires me to know that you have somebody by your side. When life hits the fan, we all go through tough times. You have somebody that can tell you not always what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. And I feel like you have a wife by your side that does at the house. And I believe that's what FFR did for you. I watched you as a grown man come through there. And sometimes it's uncomfortable 
comfortable. You got these coaches yelling at you, motivating you, inspiring you, you know, mentors, coaches, people call me whatever they want to call me. But I'm telling you, if you just take a hold of it and understand, everybody needs a mentor. Everybody needs accountability in their life. Everybody, everybody needs people speaking into their life. And I believe that's what you got at FFR. And now you're giving it back and you're speaking to other first responders' lives. Anything you want to talk about about the environment and about your support system? Oh, well, I tell you what, as far as, you know, one of the most, uh, I, I'm not a, 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 a crowd person, a, a crowded area type person. And when I first day at FFR, uh, you know, I, I better get over that quick because there's nothing but people everywhere. Uh, you know, the guys are all in there. You're, you know, you're a little timid, little, you know, concerned about, you know, am I going to succeed in here? Or, but you get in there with these group of people who are there for the same reason that you're there. And they're not looking for an excuse to leave. They're not looking for an excuse to, to quit early. They're there because of the guy next to them and the guys next to them is there because of the guy next to him. Uh, and the motivation, the, the power that when you walk in the building and feel these guys that, you know, they're not bet in the best mental shape or physical shape. Well, mental for that matter as well. But, you know, there's no, Charles Atlas is working out there. Everybody is, their their physical limitations are better than yours or greater than yours, worse than yours, however you want to look at it. But you're in there to share the environment. You're there to lean on one another, push one another. You know, you're going to get motivated from the guy that's that's standing next to you that's 350 pounds, can't bend over and touch his toes, but shows up every day Come on. because he wants to make his life better. Those yeah. guys are my heroes, the ones that don't quit, the ones that, you know, may not be the best physical specimen you ever seen in your life, but show up every day because they know their mental life and their physical life and their spiritual life depend on it. That's what they're there for. And, and not only that, they're there for their families, their career and you know for their employees workmates whatever you want to call it and they realize this they understand this but it's not something that you're going to pick up on when you first walk in the doors there is a get to know you phase that is actually looking back on it it was it's really enlightening and, and delightful now but scary scared to death at first <laughs> <laughs> that's a good word man you said a few things in there i want to reiterate number one no excuses you know, no matter where you're at right now in life, FFRonline.tv provides that same environment. Obviously, Zig, uh, you know, right here, Chief Zigafoos has the, the luxury of being here at Tulsa at the headquarters, which is great. But FFRonline.tv provides that same environment. And I know in the beginning for a lot of first responders, it's a little uncomfortable. But I believe that if you really want to win in life, you've got to learn how to make yourself a little uncomfortable. Every single day, you got to put yourself in environments and situations that are going to stretch you, that are going to grow you physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. That's what we do at FFRonline.tv. That's what we do at Fit First Responders. We help the first responder be their best on the job, but off their job. That's the tagline, fit for duty, but also fit for life. And I, and I want to jump right into that, Zig, because we're talking about fit for duty, which is great. But let's talk about fit for life, because I've heard your story. And, and if you have not heard his story, the video should be live by now. You could go watch it. Um, Kyle Zigafoos, you'll see it. But you talk in that video about some of the stuff you were going through. Now, you made an amazing transformation physically, dropped weight down to 3.4% body fat. You looked like a specimen. You were ready to step on stage as a bodybuilder. I mean, it was ridiculous. But let's start before that. When you joined FFR, 
when you were dealing with challenges in your physical body. You talked about prescription drugs because of the pain medication. Talk to us a little about what you were dealing with. I mean, you were going through some hell right there in your physical body. Yeah, I was. and and that. But honestly, the physical pain that I was going through was not the reasoning for... Uh, well, not the, the main reason. Let me, not, I'll, I'll explain as I go along. You'll understand. Uh, for going to FFR to begin with, I have, was diagnosed with spinal stenosis. I have, uh, what do you call it, arthritis in three of my vertebrae. And, I was been, and I've had eight operations on various body parts in the last five years. Uh, pain pills were my life. I... I, I took them every day, two, three, four times a day. I, you know, that, that, was, that was the only way I could exist because, because I was of the constant pain I was feeling in my life all the time. But it wasn't until I got to FFR that I really realized and, and, and understood how bad, how, how bad a shape I was really in until I started getting better. I started strengthening the uh, muscles around my neck and uh, around my heart as well that uh, I could perform these these workouts and not hurt and the more I got into it the more I strengthened it uh, the the less reliant I became on the pain pills um, I was addicted to them I liked them I wanted them uh, my wife uh, talked to me about them and we figured out that there's because of the pain pills there was a depression going on the mental aspect of it that I didn't even know. I, I didn't want to go outside of the house other than to go to work. The, you know, the depression had set in. It was taking over my life. And I think I have been pain pill free now for over a year. Over a year now I've been pain pill free and, and words cannot say how good I feel, how much energy I have that I am not on those things anymore. Uh, I, I'm able to do things in my life and, and make accomplishments. My my mindset about my job has changed yet again, even though I made the shift from worrying about the public to worrying about my guys. I'm actually worrying about my my department. You know, I want to be a great employee. I want to be a, a great role model. I do care about the public. I want to see uh, improvements in our in our fire station for the positive. You know, make the changes that these other guys need to to make. To make their lives better, make them fit for duty and fit for life, and I want to be that example for them. I want to pay it forward. You know, I want for everything that FFR has done for me because of the goodness that I feel right now. I want to pay that forward and bring some people with me. Man, I appreciate you being transparent, and you know, obviously, a lot of people don't realize until you get. Uh, you know, let me say this: exercise and nutrition. Right, a lot of times can fix a lot of things. The environment, the there's you can heal your own body, and so many times we don't realize that until we're given the right tools. You know, so I always talk to people about you can work hard, right, or you can work smart. I believe in working hard, but I believe in working smart first. And there's people listening right now, first responders out there, some of the finest and the bravest. They're showing up to the job every single day. In the situation you were dealing with tremendous pain in their joints and their back and their neck eight surgeries you had you said yes sir eight surgeries arthritis in the spine i mean i can't imagine the pain that you were in every single day and then what a lot of people don't realize and the real good psychiatrists out there and psychologists understand that these prescription drugs sometimes they're needed but a lot of times they, 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 they're prescribed without hopefully f finding other ways to heal and then the mental effect it has on you. 
And there's studies out there that show the mental side effect, the mental side effect behind some of the prescription drugs are so bad that people don't realize and they fall in these deep depressions and oppressions. And people say, well, you see, you know, Zay, who are you? You're like a zombie. I don't even recognize you. Like you're not acting normal. And eventually we start to accept it as normal because it's all we know. Well, luckily for me, my wife would not accept the normal uh, as far as what the pain, pill, pain pills had to offer me. She said, that's not you, that's not who you are, and that's not what you're about. We need to fix something. And uh, and that's, again, that was a part of the reason why I went to FFR is, is because she realized that there was an issue somewhere. I didn't really think there was an issue. I didn't think anything was wrong, but as soon as <laughs> like all husbands out there, I'm great, I'm perfect. You but don't, your wife has to pick your flaws. But sometimes out. you don't know that you feel bad until you feel good. Yeah, you don't know it. Point. You don't know it until until you get that feeling of oh, this feels good. What was I doing? What was I thinking when I was doing this? And 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 that was the mindset that that FFR helped give me was, you know, get your mind right, get your body right, get your life right, get right with God and. And there's no no pill that's going to give you that. There's yeah. no, there's nothing you can get. There's no drink that's going to give you that. You know, I know there's people out there that struggle with alcoholism because of their job. I get it. I understand. There's better ways. Yeah, you know, and, and we, at FFR, we believe that no matter what you're dealing with, that we just want to overdose you with crazy, ridiculous, like doses, like IVs of just hope and positivity, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. I really believe that if you just bombard people to do a lot of good in their life, eventually they'll forget how bad situations are. And you know, one of the things I wanna talk about, Zig, and get into is you talk about no excuses. And we joke at FFR, we have a lot of sayings that we talk about. You know, one of the, one of the ones that stuck with you, and I know we've always talked about, is a podcast that I made a little winning motivational minute. You know, you've heard me say at the facility where people start to, you know, you start to see mentally or physically, man, you're going through a workout, it's strenuous, and you start to see they're starting to fizzle, and all of a sudden you hear, you're not tired. <laughs> and Zig, man, I know I've yelled it at you many times, but you've kind of adopted that as a life philosophy. And, and I can't imagine how many times you wanted to quit, how many excuses you wanted to make. You make a drive of, what, 22 miles just to get to the facility, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. So you make a drive of 22 miles to get to the facility. You're on pain medication. You're dealing with severe pain. I mean, you fought through injuries, aches, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. You're dealing with all this, but you kept showing up. Even when you had chances to be tired, you kept disciplining your mindset to keep showing up. Why did you keep showing up? Oh, because I had faith in the program. Um, like I said, I was eight weeks into it before that faith started to kick in or still really realized, but you cannot give, you cannot do anything without putting effort into it. And uh, to receive the benefits from this, you have to put the effort into it. I kept showing up because I believed in it. I, I believed in what you was telling us. I believed what everybody at the, the uh, facility, at the FFR, all the participants was telling me, give it a chance, let it work give in to it and uh, finally it, it, it did and it, it picked up and it has meaning and and the only thing that I can say is you know it's faith you just got to have faith that what you're doing is right and and honest and true absolutely absolutely you know we talk about faith here you know on the podcast right now and you heard Zig talk about that and I want to say this man faith 
and I say this a lot out at the headquarters, is faith is not doing nothing. Faith is doing something. And a lot of times we say, well, well, you hear faith is hope and faith is believing for something you may not have at the moment. You know, if you read the same book I read, it says faith is the substance of things hoped for, of the evidence of things not seen. And in the natural, right in front of you, you might feel bad. Your marriage might be broken physically, mentally, emotionally. You might be in debt right now. You might be struggling right now as a first responder. And you say, Coach, JC, man, I hear you, Zig, I hear you, Chief, but man, I don't know how I'm going to get through this, man. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, but faith is not doing nothing and just hoping. Faith is believing and hoping, but faith is taking ridiculous action. And I want to talk about what Zig did that I think could help you because there's two big things. Number one is the key, the key to change anything. And today we're talking about overcoming challenges in life, like Zigafoos, like Chief uh, overcame. And, you know, the key to change anything in life is the awareness to say, man, I know something's wrong. I know there's an area I want to change. You might not even know what it is right now, but you might not feel your best. You know, you might know you want to be more and achieve more, but you got to be aware that something is off, that I have something here that I want to change. I want to be better in. And we say at FFR, be your best right? So what's the, what do you want to change? And I saw Zig walk through the facility, right? And I saw you take in, some people say, well, it's church, you know, it's therapy, it's a fitness program. It's all those things combined. But I watched you so intensely at the ends while we had our five minutes of motivation and our theme of the week. And we talked about things about faith and overcoming obstacles and finishing strong and how do you overcome adversities and no excuses. And I watched you as you absorb this stuff like a sponge, and you were aware that I want change. The second thing I noticed that you did after being aware that I want to change this thing in my life is, man, you took action, man. And I guess we could classify them as the two A's. Be aware that something needs to change and then take action. I said it earlier, faith is not doing nothing. Faith is doing something. And a lot of times we act, Zig, accordingly to how we feel. Think about that for a second. Mm -hmm. If you would have acted on how you felt, I mean, you didn't feel like showing up. I'd still be on the couch. You, you would still be on the couch. You felt <laughs> in a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. But how many times did you discipline yourself to, instead of go by how you feel, you acted accordingly to how you wanted to feel. You acted, that is faith right there. You took action even when you didn't feel like it. You disciplined your mind to say, no, you're not tired. Talk to us a little about that, man. Taking action even when you don't feel like it to overcome obstacles and challenges in your life. Well, everybody has those days. Everybody has a day where they just don't want to do anything. And pretty soon it's not just one day. Every once in a while, you know, it starts getting where it's two days a week, three days a week, four days a week. Pretty soon you just don't want to do anything. But you, with me and the way it worked for me is I, I took the step to go to FFR. Today I'm going to FFR. I don't feel like going. I'm going. So I went. I said, I don't care if I just sat there and watched somebody work out. I'm going to go and participate. And and it starts right there is showing up. you got to get off your butt and go do something. It's not going to come to you. you got to go get it. It's, it's yours. you got to go work for it. you got to, you know, earn it. Not just go get it, but you got to earn it. And you, you start that by making the drive to FFR, making the drive to where you need to work out at. Make, make the drive to where you are accepted and people are there for you to help you, wherever that's at, either church, you know, your, your job, or you know, the place that you work out at if you're not able to make it to FFR. But you got to show up. I, I made every day 
the, even the, the the worst the the best workouts I I had were the days I didn't want to be there the most. Yeah, come on. I'd show up. I said, just get there and do something. I don't care if you're doing push-ups, and it would turn out to be wonderful. The everybody around there can pick up on you or on me not feeling my best that day, but. By the end of the day, I did my best. I gave everything that I had by the end of the day. And when I went home that afternoon, I was walking taller, walking straighter, held head held high, a little bit more prideful knowing that I did something good today. <laughs> all day, man. I mean, Zig, we could talk all day. I mean, we are Zigafoos, Chief Zigafoos, man, Battalion Chief in the Sepulpa Fire in Oklahoma. Man, we are here at the FFR, online.tv, Fit for Duty, Fit for Life podcast, here at the headquarters, talking about overcoming obstacles and challenges, celebrating our hero, our champion here, third place in our 2017 truck challenge real quick before we do close this podcast give me a little of those results i want actual numbers what you did over the last 25 weeks weight loss inches strength whatever it is body fat talk to us i just want everybody's jaw to drop on the other side of this podcast right now because these numbers are absolutely ridiculous what come on well i started out at 205 uh i ended up at 162 uh Average. Little boy weight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're back up now, though. Man. I haven't weighed 162 <laughs> since I was a high schooler. Uh, and I, I, my fat percentage went from 17.5% to 3%. Well, I got down as low as 3.4%. Uh, when I weighed in, I weighed in at 3.8%. I don't know where that other 4%, percent went to. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, it was it was a great transformation. And, and people kept asking me, are you trying to lose weight? And I said, no, I'm sticking to the program. I did the program from week one to week 25, and I... I didn't. Uh, I didn't go on some crazy, you know, no carb, no protein diet. I I stuck with the program and the and the ten habits that the program teaches. I did the the workouts plus a little extra. <laughs> <laughs> a little extra. This cat was putting in two, three a days for a little while, man. Uh, rumors had he was out at the track at the local high school running sprints. You know, hundred meters, four hundred meters, two hundred meters. He was putting two workouts in a day. Three. His wife's over here smiling because she was dragged along sometimes to do it with him. He put the work in. Those numbers are astounding. Zig, I want to give you an opportunity real quick, man. You are fit for duty. You are fit for life. And there's first responders listening right now. We could talk all day, you and me. Uh, you spit a lot of wisdom and a lot of great nuggets today in this podcast. I know the listeners are reaping the benefits of you being a guest on this show. But I want you to just to close out today with something that might motivate, might inspire, might empower a first responder on the other side that's listening from their car right now, their bedroom, the station. Man, suicide's at an all-time high. The obstacles and challenges that first responders deal with every single day as our heroes at an all-time high. Divorce rates at an all-time high. Obesity is at an all-time high. Man, we are doing our part at FFRonline.tv. We talked about your you're not tired. We talked about no excuses. We talked about being your best. Over the last 25 weeks, man, is there a theme that stuck out with you? Something Zigafoos did? Just 30 seconds of absolute motivation that you could leave these listeners with before we close this podcast, Zig? Uh, the main thing is you are, you're not tired. You are not alone. There are people out there just like you. There are people out there just like me that is, that are going and feeling the same things. That that the, the 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 weight of your job is 
crushing down on your shoulders, be it your job, your marriage, your life. You know, is is your your load is heavy. I, I understand you have a heavy load. We've all had heavy loads, but there are people out there that uh, that can carry that load with you, that can help you burden that load. And you just got to give them a chance to help you. If you don't give them a chance to help you, then you you can't do it by yourself. Uh, you can be the strongest man in the world. You cannot carry some of these loads by yourself. And there are people out there that, that will help you carry that load. There, God will help you carry that load, but your fellow first responders will help you carry that load. Uh, and you just got to trust in them and, and have faith that, that uh, the load will, will lighten up someday, but if it will never lighten up if you do not give it the opportunity. Uh, it will never lighten up if you don't take those steps to do what you need to do to not only make your life right, but make your life right for others. And be that example. Be the be the example. Someone's either you are an example or you're going to be an example or you have an example. All those apply. You, you've got to step up and, and be the example. Man, you, that's the man, the myth, the legend right there. Battalion Chief Kyle Zigafoos out of Sepulpa Fire in Oklahoma, man. Kyle, I thank you. I'm honored. I'm grateful that you would take the time to speak into the lives of your brothers and sisters, our nation's heroes, our finest, our bravest. Thank you for the investment you've made into yourself and your health. Thank you for doing your part to be fit for duty, fit for life. Thank you for being uh, one of the finest. I'm looking at uh, our PR girl here, our director of communications and marketing. Um, she's looking at me because I'm going to say he placed third place in the truck <laughs> challenge and she's looking like he could have been first. 3% body fat. I call him daddy, baby. He's 48 years old. He's the man, the myth, the legend. I challenge any first responder out there make a visit to Tulsa he'll run circles around you baby once again this is coach JC you're listening to fit for duty fit for life podcast I want to thank you for tuning in today for taking the time to make an investment in yourself just like always I want to remind you get over to all the cool social media networks and connect with us if we can do anything to help you win if you're struggling right now if you know that you need something in your life to be more fit for duty and fit for life ffronline.tv it's a nonprofit. we go out and fundraise to make this happen you have your 20 days free trial but at the same time there is a number on there you call us anytime we can put you in touch with people like a mr kyle zigafoos that can speak in your life and give you a word of hope when you might feel hopeless give you a little faith back in your life when you might feel like you lost the faith we believe in you who loves you we do we'll get at you next time and thank you for being your best and thank you for being a hometown hero thank you for joining us today and thank you for doing your part to be fit for duty and fit for life.